all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Now where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny! I don't remember asking you a thing. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? With all due respect, what the f*** are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me, tell me what's funny. You represent the idiocy of today. I did not know that. English, mother do you speak it? Are you listening to me? That's my together is my together. Nice personality combination, hostile and intolerant. So that's, that's it then. No one else really knows anything. Hello, welcome to Extraction Jacks. I'm Tom Howe. Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up 29. NASDAQ Futures up 135 after a big move up yesterday. Um, we have Mr. Kevin. You do, although I'm redefining myself, you know, because the uh, everything needs a new meaning this week. Um, so I'm, I'm changing the definition of old man to uh, uh, sexy young thing that's still attractive to young women. Um... You're going to tell them that? I don't have... Well, yeah. If if we can redefine recession and... uh, I mean, think of all the things. Just this year alone that we've redefined. Um, Yeah, well... uh, Treasury Secretary... Why not me? Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Thursday the U.S. economy is in a state of transition, not recession. Ah, so it's a, a version of transitory is back, huh? When you look at the economy, job creation is continuing, household finances remain strong, consumers are spending, and businesses are growing, she said during a news conference. We will find out how much job creation is continuing next uh, next week. Now, I I have no inclination as to what the numbers are say, will say, but I will say that... Uh, um, you know, locally here, and and if it's happening here, I'm kind of thinking it's happening in a lot of places because we sort of have a thriving manufacturing and, and warehousing economy here, and yet I'm uh, we're getting layoffs all around the area. So um, I, I I think we're you know as I tweeted the other day, um, or when did they announce it yesterday? As I tweeted yesterday. Uh, maybe they'll admit it's a recession when we get the third quarter in a row of negative growth. Uh, res- well, no, because it's it's a broad-based weakening of our economy that includes substantial layoffs, business closures, strains in household finances, and a slowdown in private sector activity. And we're not seeing those now. I, I you know, if, if I'm going to be lied to, at least can't we get different people to lie to us? This lady's been lying to us for a decade. I think that would be that would be deluxe. Yeah, is I, I want a better a better class of liar here. Damn yeah, it. I do. I really do. But she, you know, but she lied for the Republicans and she lies for the Democrats. So she's pathological or what? What? What is the? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we need to do better. We got Irwin Mainway here. Yeah, we got to do. You know who Irwin Mainway is? Uh, no, but please tell me. Irwin Mainway uh, Mainway was a character Dan Aykroyd played, the guy with the dangerous toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Bag of glass. <laughs> Johnny Switchblade action figure. <laughs> At least he told you what you got. There's no lies yeah. there. Um, here's the average salary. Every generation say they need to feel financially healthy. Generation Z. Who the hell is that? Is that you, Matt? 
I guess I think it is actually. Yeah. You need, you say you need 171 grand a year to be financially healthy. Oh. Millennials 133. Generation X. What's that? Thomas. He's X, right? He's like 40 something. It's 112. Baby boomers 78. Uh, that's pretty interesting since the median salary is what 40. So you need what? Generation Z thinks they need over four times as much as the median t- to be to be to feel okay. So they need. Uh, first of all, I'm assuming that's household income, so you can do it with two incomes. Oh, uh, well, I still, guess. And still, and yet, still, you need <laughs> way more. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I don't. I. Don't, I really. I wonder what is is it. Is it I'm, I'm going to take a stab at this to say that. When 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 Janet Yellen gets up in the morning, or Biden, or I was going to say I was going to say Trump, he's kind of a diff class by himself. But any of these people, Paul, actually, I don't think he is in a class by himself. Um, that, that that's the scary part is uh, is is I, I I don't think he's you know now it's it's lie of the day out of the uh, uh, current administration. I you know I what, what's the difference? Well. You know, I actually have this discussion with some people you very know, close to me. Other, other than him being more vulgar, I would. I would. That's uh, the difference. You know, I don't know any of these people, so I shouldn't even be opining. But I'm, I'm going to say that I wouldn't even trust that guy in a golf course. I mean, he just he's 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 as our as our buddy Doctor Blade says, if you gave him a lie detector test, he'd be flat lying. He didn't even know he's lying. If it feels like the truth, he just. I think he's he's somewhat in a class by himself, but but in terms of every other substantial thing, every one of these guys has lied to us my whole life. George Bush, Obama, these people, I mean, it, and anything that'll they'll be that'll do good for them, they're as bad as Trump. That well, is that a fair statement? I think that's a totally fair statement. I mean, that's one when I when I you mean, s- they look at, you know uh, how many how many lies were we told during COVID? I mean, honest to God, in the last week. Um, uh, Burks, uh, uh, Doctor Burks has gotten up and said, "Yeah, we we knew the vaccines weren't really, you know, weren't really going to uh, stop anything. We we oversold we oversold it." And yet, her own very words at the time is, "These are great. You're not going to get it." Yeah. Now, I mean, they knew, but uh, you know, so why would you do that? Well, let me see. Why would you do that? Maybe because. Uh, you know, you have people who are uh, already down the road on vaccines because they've been trying to do mRNA for years, and uh, so they they finally want to cash in on the uh, on the research costs on it, and um, and so they are going to deny any kind of treatment, uh, no matter how much, no matter how many lives it would have saved. So they can rush out their mRNA vaccines and start cashing in on them. Speaking of which, and this new one ever she's a part of it, and nobody's going to jail on this. No, speaking of which, is, she, is the new one? Is this new one ever approved the protein-based one, or do they just keep delaying that? They finally, like a, a week ago, um, did a, a, a protein subunit. They, they did Novavax, which isn't entirely protein subunit either. I mean, it's it's got some characteristics that are are, are not so hot too. Um, but the, it it finally got its authorization to go ahead. But the the true uh, protein subunits, um, you know, the true uh, more traditional vaccines, still not approved. Um, 
Well, this this bill that was talking I was talking about yesterday with. Uh, oh, and by the way, you know, you talk about lying. We've changed the name. You know what what vaccine means? Oh, sure. Because you know we never we never said flu vaccine before. It was a flu shot. Right. It was you know it was there to perhaps stay, help you stave it off, but uh, but just as likely it was it was there presumably to make it milder. Um, but it was a flu shot. It was not a vaccine. Now we're calling anything a vaccine that they stick in your arm. Which is absolutely not true. Correct. It's not a vaccine. Um, but, but, then, but then go look it up. They've changed it in the literature. They've changed it everywhere. So if you were to go say, what's the definition of a vaccine? It's going to be different now. If you were to go back you know, four years and say, what's the de- uh, definition of a vaccine? You're going to get a totally different thing. But sure, nobody's lying to us here. <laughs> you know, you'll be proud. Joe Stalin would be proud. When he, when he, when he kills somebody, he'd erase them totally from history. They never even existed. His brother would be proud. Yeah. And this, this is... You know, this is all newspeak. <laughs> well, I guess my, my major question is... I, I, you know, I think uh, 1984 needs to become required reading now that, you know, I, I, I need to get it out myself, you know, after all these years. I haven't read it since, I don't think, since I was in high school. Yeah, me neither. And, uh, and I, I think 1984 should, be, uh, should absolutely be required reading because it's kind of the way it is now. I would say that should be required reading and so should the... Uh at least the first three chapters of the Sovereign State of ITT. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, I'll go with that one, and uh, let me see what else should uh, should be on the list. Uh, you know, but but it's not, so it doesn't no. matter. You know, you know what? Rules for Radicals should be on there. Um, I, I read it again when Obama became president, and it helped me understand every bit of communication that came out of that administration. Well, it's not, I don't, it, was, it was right out of the Alinsky book. Um, Alinsky was an, an amazingly brilliant man for his time, and uh, because there were really, really bad stuff that was happening to people in those days. I think. I mean, I uh, actually was somewhat of a, a, a studier of him when I was in uh, high school and college. And uh, um, I mean, when you start, when you talked about. The stuff that was going on in the stockyards and the coal mines and things like that. I mean, I mean stuff had to happen. I mean, I mean somebody. But I, I remember some of the things that he he talked about. That he said any kind of revolution, you need what's normally you need seven percent of the population to really be on board. Russia pulled it off with like less than one percent. Maybe it's because of the geographic disparity or whatever it was, but they pulled it off with like really less than that. But normally you need like yeah, seven. I, I I think that's all you need is less than that. Um, I, I'm just not accepting it. Well, you know, I what's, what's the number really? Is it because I mean, think about this: the, the U.S. population. If you if you really you know they, I mean, we keep talking about January sixth insurrection, um, but if you if you really wanted insurrection, what's one percent of the U.S. population? What are we? Uh, Three hundred thirty million. Yeah, so it's three hundred thirty thousand. Yeah. No, it's a. What's three percent? No, three million. You're up at a million. Three million three. You're up at a million on three percent, and a million people can cause a lot of havoc. <laughs> well, you sure can now. I mean, uh, I just, I, I really wonder. Despite, I mean, I'm supposed to be watching these numbers uh, for people, and I do. And I tell you what, I, when Carl's on, because he's into us more, more than you, I was going to save it for the second hour, but um, somehow or another, in the last few days, as everybody's you know cheering this massive rally in the market. 
I'm looking at the money supply and the, and, the, and the Fed balance sheet numbers. Both came out today. And the money supply is for June 22nd, so the bumps won't give it to us anywhere near close. Uh, but the, the Fed balance sheet is staying steady or actually dropping just a hair. So, and yet so if they're tightening, where is it? Well, but but here's here's something that is actually the 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 actual facts are that the ten year um, has gone from like three point six down to two point six. Europe is under one percent again, and and when these stocks are racing up like they are the last few days after the uh, the bad numbers are they claim they're raising the rates 0.75 but he came out with the world's most dovish thing somehow Kevin and I don't know how they're doing it they're doing some kind of a of a flip between the 10 year and the near term or somehow or another they're driving these valuations way back up again the devaluation of a stock or any kind of a of a, a bond for sure is dramatically different when the interest rates are 2.6 than when they're 3.7 I mean, that's what's running these this market up, and some they're doing it somehow, and I can't figure out how the hell they're doing it. Maybe, maybe Carl, but I mean, this, this doesn't just happen. You you don't come out and say you're fighting inflation with with with, with both hands and both feet, and have the bonds race up like 15 points. That's that's not what happens. It goes the other way. But somehow, some way, the European Central Bank must have started buying bonds because maybe they are really worried about the recession with the natural gas and stuff. The dollar started to get too strong. It got too strong, and now somehow or another, these guys are either using the money to buy euros or they're buying something. But there's there's money pouring into the system again right now, and I can't figure out. It's not it's not the usual money supply stuff, and it doesn't because but that's a month late. It could be, but it clearly is not on the balance sheet. But no way on earth would would, would regu- regular people drive ten uh, year rates down to two two point six. With with an inflation rate that's twelve, and I'll be nice. And somehow this is, and a lot obviously, people in in Washington know about it because they're racing these stocks ahead of anybody else. But it's, I I love it when stocks go up. My my people have done very well the last few days. But I mean, this this is, I I can't put my finger on it, Kevin. Is what 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 something's going on here? We're not talking about three point eight to three point six five, something like that. You know, just a normal market adjustment. A full point at that level. What is that? Thirty five percent. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's uh, when, when you come down to it, and, I, and I've got clients that are, uh, are you know, we've, we found some stuff with uh, Dan helping us out, Dan Janitas. We found some stuff for people that are, you know, paying 4% in the next year or so, and we're actually be able to get some of them because it's kind of hard to trade the bonds. In fact, it's real hard to trade the bonds unless you got some real big numbers. Uh, but we've managed to get some, and we keep at it. Uh, and somehow or another, Kevin... <laughs> Why are why are we going? Why are we eviscerating the wealth of the population? Why are we continuing to design it so that regular people, whatever wealth they have, their salaries? Matter of fact, I don't know if I mentioned this. I don't think on Wednesday. I uh, mind my own business, drive around. Of course, my my truck has been in the shop. We got a story about that. Always got a story, Kevin. Uh, but it's it's allegedly fixed now. <laughs> what better? Because it's got a whole new brake system. Uh, anyway. Which in a three-quarter ton truck, of course, all they do is art is tell you how bad it is because all the stuff's so heavy and whatever. But uh, I'm listening on the radio, and they got they've got uh, the operating un- uh, engineers unit. You know, I know they're, they're buildings out on Juliet Road. The guys who pull all the, the aggregate out of the quarries to make concrete and, and asphalt. 
um, they just settle their strike. And they're going to get a 16% raise over the next, well, I'm assuming, they said the life of the contract. The contract's got to be at least three years, right? Probably more like five, but I'll be nice and say three. Kevin, who agreed to that? We're going to have 16% inflation this year. At the end of three years, these guys aren't even going to be close to what they're making today. What am I missing? Why, if, there's, if there's no escalation clause in there, and I bet there isn't. But who's doing this? I mean, should I be like a $1,000 an hour guy who help these guys write these things? How do you not have an escalation clause? Yeah, I think clause? so. It's good work if you can get it. Well, I mean, they need, they need somebody. <laughs> How many people in that room even, have even seen an escalation clause on the other side of the table? You well, I, I've got to assume, I mean, I've got to believe that the people negotiating on behalf of the union aren't complete idiots. How do you, how do you maybe have? They are. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe that's a legitimate uh, uh, point of view. But um, you know, if, if you're negotiating major union contracts, are you not educated? Well, you got you got to keep people even before you get the idea of going ahead. If you don't keep up with inflation, you're not even even. Yeah. I, so I, can't. I you know I don't know what you know what what was their priority. Um, and what else did they get in in the deal, if anything, that uh, that would matter? And, and and I don't know the answer. I'm just saying, you know, is is there something else in the? Uh, you know, did they get other concessions in the contract? Uh, was was the alternative to just you know uh, walk away, go ahead, go on strike, see what I care? Supply chains are gorped up anyway, and nobody's you know nobody's expecting much, so. You know, try to try to make the impact of, of walking out on us a uh, uh, matter to uh, matter to anyone. People who just get mad at you. You know, I I don't know. I I don't know what's uh, what the motivation is there. Um, and and I, but I I, I really don't want to believe that you know that people are just that ignorant. The only people uh, that, seem not to have in that position, not yeah. in that position. Yeah. There are, sure, sure, there's a lot of ignorant people, but not in that position. I, I assume they gravitate to media, or maybe they're believing the government's BS. It's not really that bad. Never was that bad. It's only eight percent. Oh, by the way, it's going down. I mean, I, I, I can't believe they believe that, but but they. So anyway, here, here's here's a good one for you. Actually, it's not a good one. It's just, it's pretty tragic for God's sake. I think there it was. Since my my. My uh, truck is in the south side shop, right? I don't know why I only trust the people I've always been going to my whole life, but but getting back and forth to the south side is all, is getting a little more difficult. Although I took the bus down, Kedzie. I've been on a bus in probably five years, Kevin. I was on it. was fine. Uh, although not very many people on it. So my nephew drives me down there, and he's a 80, 83rd Street guy, not an 87th Street guy, because once in a while he gets caught by a train, 87th doesn't like to wait for a train. So anyway, we're going down 83rd Street, and all of a sudden we get to 83rd and Racine, and uh, you see these squad cars, and you see the tape. And, and, and they, got, they got a guy, there's you know, two or three cops sitting there BSing, of course. And they've got another guy, must have been the forensic guy. He's got all the, the yellow things down on the street in front of, I don't know what this thing was. Um, and, Kevin, I'm, I'm looking at the casings, because I'm not driving, so I could stare at it. It's got, I see, I see the, he's up to 14 on the, on the numbers. And every one of them is an empty shell casing. Somebody's like opened up a machine gun at the place, and uh, there's not there's not there's not a channel two is not there, channel five is not there. Nobody's watching. I'm thinking, 
for God's sake, this is 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This has become so common, nobody even cares to stop and take a look and say, wow, this is a little weird. Yeah, I mean, and I think the answer to that is yes. You're, you're spot on that nobody cares. That is, I, I don't know which is worse, seeing the 4, on a beautiful day at 4 in the afternoon sitting right there, seeing the stuff on the street. I didn't see any bodies, so maybe that's why there was no uh, uh, news media there. Uh, but now, whether they were, I didn't see any blood. I didn't see any spots where you know the tape where they put where the, where the body was or the, was found. I didn't see that. Of course, the cops were blocking half of it. But the cops are yuck, yucking it up for three guys, and the one guy is actually doing all the work. Kevin, it's four o'clock in the afternoon on a beautiful day, and there's nobody. Not only was it there, nobody cared. I, I, I I'm sitting there going, if this isn't the sign of the times, I, 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 I can't even believe. Yeah, we stop being appalled by all of yeah. this stuff. I mean, and. Then on the way home, I get on the Ryan, and, and some guy almost whacks right into the side of my car. But he he speeds off. He's got this Kia, and I don't know what he was on, he or she. Kevin, he must have changed lanes in the next mile 25 times, swinging all the way from the left, all the way to the right. But he he was so bad at it, every time he before he could stop himself, he'd be like three feet on the shoulder before he came back. How that guy made it downtown without killing himself or somebody, I have no idea. God must be looking at these people. No way you or I could do that. Well, and we're probably driver's better. test is your next question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, we're, we're talking not even a, we're talking about somebody who's seriously had to be compromised by something. No, nobody normal. It, it didn't gain him two hundred yards. It yeah, just, I always get a kick out of that. You know, it just, I'll do just to be doing it. so I can get so I can get up to the next stoplight before you. Yeah, just just to be doing it. I'm, of course, there's not a policeman anywhere, except for the five guys yucking it up over the bullets. Um, you know, I, I, I think, but but it's okay on the top end if you just make rich people, if you just push the market higher. That that's it's gonna be a great thing. I don't I don't I don't I don't see how people are we're putting up with this, or maybe they are. I mean, how do you not? I guess. I mean, there's nobody else different to vote for. I mean, if we end up voting between Biden and Trump again, Kevin, I'm, if there's a shuttle to Mars, I'm I'm, I'm on it. Well, and you know what? Um, there, there's a decent chance that'll happen. Uh, and and what's crazy about it is that then we, you know, I, I suspect Trump would win the second time. Um, and what does that mean? It means that, um, uh, I, I think it means that there are only two people in the world who could run against Trump for president and lose, not just one. You know, for a while I thought Hillary Clinton was the only one, but... Uh, you know, I, I think we're you know, we may be looking at uh, at number two here that Joe Biden may be totally capable of losing to Donald Trump as well. Well, boy, and, and that's that's after beating him because everybody was sick and tired of him. Yeah. Well, you know, it, we we have seen a, a change, quite an in, accomplishment when you think about it. Yeah, with the ch- the change in uh, the conservative uh, hatred profile. I mean, for years, whenever I, when I would talk to a uh, uh, one of the one of the one of the, the rackhead conservatives, and all he did was talk about Hillary. And I said, "What, what do you? What would you do if an asteroid landed on a lady's head today? Who would who would you focus all your hatred and all your your complaints about tomorrow if the lady wasn't here?" And, and you get the look on their faces. Not not one. No one person is capable of being of everything that's wrong in the world is is because of her. All of a sudden now she's pretty much off the, off the off the charts. And now it's Pelosi, and even though you you and I have seen, uh, and I'm not I'm not 
saying anything good about the lady at all. She's not on my list of, of favorite people. But whenever you look at the list of people from Congress that are doing most of the trading, she's barely in the top ten. And I'm going to say six or seven of the ten, not that it matters, are Republicans. But you're never going to get a Republican to say, if you talk about people that are, that are money in Congress, they only mention her and don't mention any of the people that don't even know their names. I mean, I, I'm looking at the names, like, who are these guys? One was a representative from Tennessee, Republican, another guy from South Carolina. What's the, Tuberville's a big, a big loser, too. I mean, but I mean... Well, you, you only know Tuberville because he was Auburn's football coach once upon a time. Yeah, well, but I'm saying he's... he's but uh, the amount of... If you look at the list of the top 20, it just happens to be maybe 11 or 12 Republicans, but I'm not... It's everybody. So, how, I mean, so the idea that we're, we're putting bills together that are, that are pushing individual companies, pushing stuff... I mean, how many people... How many of these bleeps do you think own stock in electric car companies and now we're going to give a $7,500 tax credit to somebody who buys an electric car. What, why, Kevin? What, what, why are we entering the breach to that extent? I don't I mean, I. anyway, we'll do, talk well, about and, more. And, you know, if, if the idea, think about this, if the idea is to, um, to stimulate uh, uh, the electric car market, what are they really doing? Is they're giving less incentive to make uh, electric cars that are efficient and cost, you know, uh, um, uh, cost that can be cost justified because they're subsidizing it. So they're they're actually slowing down innovation in the electric car arena rather than uh, rather than speeding it up by subsidizing it. SP futures up twenty five, Nasdaq futures up one twenty one. Be right back, stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The Control Freak's Guide to Life, Money, and Probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck, get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage health care costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630 401 8810 or search us on the web at cognoshr.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. 
Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation of the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I didn't invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. What would you say you do here? Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Long look back, Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Howell, Matt Byrne on the board. Kevin, uh, I don't know if you remember way back in the day when Bobby Kennedy was uh, appointed the Attorney General um, by his brother. Uh, that was his big thing. He'd see somebody in the hallway, and he'd say hello, and he'd say, by the way, I'm Bobby Kennedy, I'm the Attorney General, what do you do here? <laughs> People were like looking at him going, half of them couldn't even explain what they did there, I don't think, but just saying. Uh, S&P futures up 25, NASDAQ futures up 118, Dow futures up 70. Uh, we've got the stocks that were at the big, and we got Apple up 370, got Amazon up 1432. Uh, I guess saying again that if you're big enough, inflation doesn't matter, you just raise prices. I don't know. I, w- I really wish that some of the stuff that we talk about is such basic, basic economics. Everybody should be in Hal's class, I think. Well, for a while, maybe, maybe me too to freshen up. Anyway, over in Asia, we've got Nikkei down 13, Shanghai down 29, that's 0.9%. Hitler's Hang Seng down 466, that's 2.3%. Uh, tech stock's under pressure. The yen is strengthening, so um, we've got up. These guys, God, Kevin, how many times have these guys flown back and forth between 21.5 and 20,000 in the last six months and violently. We're in Europe, we've got the DAX up 144, that's 1%. FTSE up 28.4%. CAC around up 96, 1.5%. There's a tail of two continents there, boy. Yesterday, that was up 332, S&P up 48, NASDAQ up 130. We've really been putting the whip to it. Uh, bonds up two basis points, but only 2.70, like I was talking earlier. Uh, the BUN up nine basis points, but only to 0.89. These guys are Pushing 2%, now they're back down under 1, maybe heading to 0, who knows. Uh, Japan, it's the lowest we've seen them in a real long time. Uh, uh, Positive 0.18. Maybe they're heading back to 0 as well. We've got oil up 240, 98.82. Brent up 236, 109.50. Natural gas up 8 cents, 8.22. Arbob up 6 cents, 3.53. We've got gold, it's a big day yesterday, up again today. Up 8.30, 17.58. Still a long way from like 2,000 and like that, but it's gaining here. Silver up uh, 11 cents, 19.98, and we've got Bitcoin uh, down 13 bucks, but 23,786. They were over 24,000 a little bit yesterday, and we have the uh, U.S. dollar versus the euro uh, is 102.2, so euro is gaining, which means the dollar is down a little bit. Uh, Matt, what do you got for us, Traffic Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. Currently 6.36 a.m. on Friday, July 29th, 2022. 
In the MLB yesterday, Cubs at San Francisco lose to Giants 2-4. Today, Diamondbacks vs. Braves catch that at 6-20 tonight. After that, White Sox home with Oakland Athletics at 7-10. And after that, Cubs back again with San Francisco Giants at 9-15. Keep in mind, next week in the NFL, preseason starts uh, next Thursday, August 4th. That's for the Jackson Jackson Jaguars and Vegas Raiders. Now for weather in Chicago, uh, sunny skies currently with humidity of 80%, currently 63 degrees, a high of 82, and a low of 63. In Phoenix, mostly cloudy, 82 degrees, a high of 96, and a low of 81. Keep in mind, an aerial flood watch in Metro Phoenix remains in effect until 5 a.m. Mountain Standard Time this morning. Now for traffic in Chicago, traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road and Des Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and North Nagel. Uh, keep in mind police activity between Foster Avenue and West Higgins Avenue. Traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 to South Pulaski Road. And finally, traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between South LaSalle Street to the Jane Burnt Interchange downtown. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. The, uh, here's, here's, here's something a little scary, Kevin. Instagram rolling back changes after Cardassians slam the app for being like TikTok. Kardashians are making policy now? That's kind of scary. Well, they, uh, yeah, they were behind the crime bill, weren't they? Yeah, they're uh, something. Hey, uh, uh, the uh, prison reform or whatever, whatever they call it during the Trump era. Without getting into too much detail on some of the stuff that Kevin and I have been bantering about here, is when you, when you push the, the, the way economics and pricing works. God, I hated that class. I took a uh, Milton Friedman for Theory of Price. Kevin, it was... That got, does not sound like something I... Oh, enjoy. God. It was, plus, it was a... He didn't even finish the book. It was a manuscript. And uh, and it was... There was a guy, if you asked him a question, you could never ask him a question because he, he explained it by being... by telling you something way more complicated than the original explanation. So if the first one was in... was in, you know, different... Uh, simultaneous equations. If you ask him questions, he dropped right into calculus, and you're sitting there going, "Why did I ask that?" I never did. I never raised my hand, but other people, unfortunately, did. But when you when you look at when Kevin and I are talking about this, and most people, I think most people have either forgotten their economics or or maybe never took it in the first place. But w- whenever you do something, all these when you talk about supply and demand, you'll see demand destruction. You hear these kind of words that mean really nothing. I mean, when you, when, you, when you have, as the price goes up, the, the quantity demanded goes down. Because for every price, there's amount that people will demand. Okay, and there's short-term and long-term curves there. But in the short term, if you move the price, people will, there's, there's, there's a curve. Okay, so when you, when you say the price doubled, and, and they'll, they'll say we have demand destruction. No, the quantity demanded goes down because we knew that all along. That's why it's a curve. So, the, the, but when somebody comes out, demand destruction is when you shift the curve. Yes, when you shift the curve, it might be uh, innovation. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, replaces a product, or it might be, um, you know, a long-term economic shift because uh, uh, because you don't acknowledge a recession for two quarters and it winds up lasting six. Uh, yeah, but 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 I'm saying that people usually. But my point, I'm getting to way too slow, is that the uh, when when they say we're going to give somebody seventy five hundred dollars. And for a tax credit for a, uh, which is the same as pretty much as a check, unless you're not paying taxes, in which case uh, the, the credit's worth nothing, uh, which is actually sort of interesting because unless you're making as a family, 
over fifty thousand dollars, you probably don't pay any federal income tax. So, it, why that why you would get want a tax credit is sort of beyond me. But that's another story. But for instance, one of the things that you can uh, a parallel argument is take a look at your at your house when your mortgage. If your mortgage because your mortgage insurance becomes tax deductible according to tax law, you really only pay two-thirds of the interest, right? The other third probably comes off, or 25% or something. That is immediately reflected in the house price. Right, Kevin? Immediately. Sure. Because now... The house is priced to a monthly payment. Right, because of houses. So if you were, if, if all of a sudden there's a an electric pick-me-up and a gas pick-me-up, and say they're the same price, and that's the competitively they're the same price, and some are selling on both sides and the other... And it's just some people have preference one for the other for whatever reason. Well, if all of a sudden you give the electric pick-me-up a $7,500, let's just call it a, a check for 7500 without knowing what the curve is shaped like, I'm going to say that probably the price of the electric pickup truck immediately goes up 5000 They don't get it all, but somewhere there's, there's going to be a split between you and the manufacturer, and maybe even... The, the salesman who sells a pickup. So everybody's going to get a piece of that. His his margin might go up, the salesman. Uh, the, the company's going to be able to charge more, and you're going to get a piece. As to who gets what on the piece is totally determined by that the curves regarding that particular product, right, Kevin? So if you were to say, say you knew this was happening, and you knew a company that made pick-me-ups that were electric, Immediately, you would want to buy stock in that particular company because some of that seventy-five hundred bucks is going to land in their lap. I'm going to say probably at least half, Kevin, maybe even more. I'm going to say fifty to sixty percent manufacturer, fifteen to twenty percent uh, retailer, and maybe twenty percent you is the way to probably come out. So these people are not that dumb. So th- th- if, when you have a Congress that's doing nothing but trading, it doesn't appear. Every line item in this bill, I think these guys have already traded on, Kevin, and I think it really, really sucks. Just saying. Yeah. So, and, and they, they did pass the chip bill, by the way, speaking of line items. And bills. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say... $80 billion dollar bill. So... About, about 52 goes to chips. All right, so when now when we when we talk about this, there's that what they're going to say is, and I, and I don't know enough about how much Europe is trying to get these people and other people, and whether they're, whether it's it's one of those times where you need to help out an industry that's just starting out in this country. I have a problem with giving people money, the same people that took it away from this country, but that's, that's another story. But let's say you want to help out some. I will bet you, Kevin, that this, this thing is written in such a way that only three or four companies are ever going to get this money, and there will never be a fifth company. And we're going to be right into our, our fascist, just like the baby formulas, four, four companies making it, getting all kinds of money from government, their nose right up the ass of government. I, I mean, we're going to end up right there. Because I have a feeling that the three of us, you and me and Matt, decided to put a chip company together, found some people to put some cash up, maybe went to a bank and got a loan. We're, we're the nose, our nose is going to be broken when the door slams on our face. Just my, just my thought. Yeah, I, you know, Tom, I, I, assu- I would assume that uh, that that would apply more to, um, you know, suppliers, potentially suppliers to the chip industry if we really wanted to integrate the supply chain um, uh, in, uh, domestically. 
but in that particular example, the cost of of making the damn things, of setting you know setting up everything you need to make it, is probably going to limit to four or five anyway. Well, okay, but so so you know so it doesn't really matter. Now there are there are uh, on occasion startups in that industry. Um, I, I think I mentioned one the other day, Nuvia. But what they do is they specialize in. Uh, chips made for really, really high-performance computers, like supercomputers, for example. So, um, you know, so they have a niche market. But boy, I would sure like to see if if, if companies are going to benefit, if markets, you know, uh, and we're going to we're going to try and stimulate that market. Wouldn't uh, a specialty chip maker that's making something that uh, hardly anybody else in the world is making, especially with their approach to it, because uh, they're kind of innovative? Wouldn't that make sense to uh, nurture that one just as much as you do, um, you know, Intel? Well, I, I, I'm saying once you so so I'm sort of a, a dis, a, you know a challenge, challenging the the premise and and agreeing with you at the same time. Well, it all becomes down to one of of definition. Now, uh, Trump uh, he used the same argument for the steel industry. How can we build an aircraft carrier if we don't have any steel companies? And oh, by the way, is China going to sell us aircraft carrier steel when they know it's for an aircraft carrier? I mean, he had a point. I mean, there's no doubt. And, and these guys, they have a point. I mean, do we really want our entire capacity on Taiwan when, ch- when China looks like they're going to get it any second? Maybe not any second. No, we don't. I, but, but, but where does that stop? It's like the $60 billion in this bill to help people of color who have been... Uh, Hurt by pollution more than people not of color, or something along those lines. And I'm sitting there going, "That's sixty billion dollars now. Is is are there a lot more pollution, polluting things in some areas that maybe uh, people of color have moved into because the prices are cheaper?" Them, I'm not so sure they're wrong, Kevin. But where at one time do you stop doing this, and where does the thousand hour an hour lobbyist who finds his way in to write into that bill? Uh, Preacher Kevin and Preacher Chief on the South Side all of a sudden are going to get half a million dollars to educate our people in pollution or something. Now, I was on the oh, South Side. You know, I, I think Lou brought this up yesterday too. Is whoever you think you're helping, you're not. No, um, because uh, because what what all that happens is the uh, same old companies line up yeah. and they create a subsidiary and uh, put whatever the designated. Um, uh, a grieved group is, uh, you know, somebody from that group as president, and say, "See, we have a uh, we have a company that qualifies." So, you know, they, it's it's a it's a big grift half of the time anyway, and uh, and so it, it doesn't help. You know what? They, what they really need to do is they need to say, uh, "What? You know, if, if you really want to help, you really want to help minority groups, you say, what are the things that um, that adversely affect them?'" And if you do, so let's just say pollution, advert, you know, certain, maybe, uh, um, let's, let's say lead poisoning, because lead poisoning is a good example of something that, uh, um, that is a big deal in many minority neighborhoods. And so you, you say lead poisoning um, is, is a problem. You know what? You solve it for everybody. You address it for everybody. Um, and, and, you know, and then along comes uh, the, the affected minority groups with it. Well, I would agree, but it's not where we're. But it's it's all about. But the, I mean, we have in the last week, the last month, but certainly in this last week, 
because we haven't passed this one bill yet. Uh, but we've got the chip bill. We've got what was the one a few weeks ago? The uh, wasn't an infrastructure one. But it was we've got this massive? Well, we're, we're doing the we're 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 doing the uh, anti anti inflation spending bill. Yeah, which is that's the one that's up next. How, first of all, how ignorant is that anti inflation spending bill? Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> But my, but I mean, guess what I'm <laughs> saying, not, Kevin. It's not a lie to call it that. It's a <laughs> but we're getting so it ain't a lie if you believe yeah, it. But there's, it, we're getting so pervasive. I don't see. I tell you what, if I had to do it all over again, as much as I love what I do and I love my clients, and I'm, and I'm not going to change. I did, I'm, I've been the dumbest man on earth. I should have recognized 25 years ago. You've got to get something where your nose is up the ass of government, no matter what it is. That's where the money is. That those are the people that are making dough, Kevin. You know, you, there's a few entrepreneurs out there, and there's people that run a nice restaurant, and we have a, a popular bar. And there's, I'm not saying you can't get there, but the, the, it's getting to the point now. We've got Janet Yellen coming out talking about how we're fighting this inflation. All we're fighting inflation. We just popped up a three hundred and eighty billion dollar bill, or whatever it is. If they don't have any hope of taxing, when what, what's the Fed's participation in that? Hundred billion that they're going to they're going to write. They, they claim they're going to get all the money back from uh, corporate tax increases. I don't buy that. Do you? Hell no, because all, all that you do, and especially when you change corporate taxes, um, but you know, anytime you you target um, uh, you know higher income uh, operations, is they're the ones who can afford the attorneys and the accountants who will find ways around it. The um, I'm going to dig one out here, and I don't know, I don't know the number, but I'm just going to lob it out here when I find it. So, so what's going to happen is small businesses that can't afford it, they're going to have to pay. Large businesses ain't going to pay a dime. Um, I, I, this is worse than I thought. I didn't, I didn't look, look this up before the show. So this bill is what three hundred and seventy billion. All right, and they're, they're claiming it's like eight hundred billion, and seven hundred billion of it is recovered in taxes, allegedly. Okay, you know we know what the total corporate tax revenue was last year in this country. What was it? Three hundred ninety-one billion. <laughs> so they good. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna cash in on so that. So they're gonna go from twenty-one percent to what thirty? What's the was the number in the corporate rate? How does that how does that math? How does anybody believe that, Kevin? And, and Tom, it doesn't matter what the rate is anyway. No, it I understand that. Matter. It's what what's the taxable income? Um, you know, because because if your taxable income is zero, go ahead, make it seventy percent. Who cares? Okay, seventy percent of zero is zero. But I'm saying, even if we were naive enough to believe these bumps, and if the what's the rate now? Twenty one. They're going to raise it to what thirty or twenty? Say they're going to raise the thirty. Say they're going to they're going to up it by fifty percent. And and every and it's and they're actually going to get fifty percent more tax revenue from corporations because of this. None with none of the stuff you're talking about applying. Even if you did that, you're still how <laughs> much short? Even even if you took the naive, we're going to get fifty percent more corporate tax revenue. We're only going to get two hundred, not three seventy. How how, how, does, how does that? How does somebody at least not bring that up? I mean, hey, you know what? Tax code may be the worst thing about our economy. Well, I, I'm just saying. I, I, I say that, and I don't. I, I'm not tongue in cheek at all. It, it, 
if you if you think about everything that we do, the tax code is just a game. You know, it is just a game where if you're a really really large corporation, you can play it. And if you run a small business that's uh, organized as a corporation, you just kind of get it stuck to you, and you have to live with it. Oh sure. And uh, when it, and the weird part is, the uh, now I'm going to say what what is. I don't even know what total corporate uh, profits are. It's got to be how many trillion dollars, but uh, well, it, it depends on it depends on which method you're using to calculate corporate profits. Um, well, because, true. Uh, th- there's there's the um, you know you can use GAAP, and that's that's what you're going to see reported to the markets. But by the same token, then you're going to see um, the tax code, and everything that's deductible is going to get it. In in some cases to you know to zero or near zero, and in other cases it's just going to uh, you know uh, cut it in half. Well, so whatever so it is, you know you're you're cutting your taxable income because uh, all of the accounting rules as it relates to tax are different from the accounting rules as it relates to. Um, uh, you know, well, that's why every place has two, every every place has two sets of books, right? Right. Well, but the, but well, it, it's not two sets of books. It's sure it, it's just. You know, it's just a different calculation. That's no, it's it's totally it's two totally separate books. Yeah, but it's all in the same system. Well, I'm saying, if you do FIFO in one and do LIFO in the other, if you you know how you depreciate stuff, how you do all, there's about seven or eight different things you can do differently in your tax books than you do in your other. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about things like uh, you know uh, treatment of your inventory, yeah, uh, treatment of your materials. Uh, I'm I'm really just saying. You know, here you get you get to carve this out of uh, this expense, or your cost recovery schedule is going to be uh, accelerated, or it's going to be uh, shortened, or it's you know you're going to handle it however you handle it, and um, uh, so uh, you know, I, I, heck, I remember back when they did which bill was it? I can't remember if it was Bush's stimulus or Obama's uh, Obama's stimulus, uh, but one of them. Um, uh, you know, uh, gave a uh, change, totally changed the cost recovery schedules for trucks to make it more favorable for pe- uh, companies to invest in trucks. Well, everybody who owned uh, a small business or was a sole proprietorship, they just they went and bought SUVs because SUVs counted as trucks. Yeah, and so they were driving around in their work cars. Yeah, well, uh, you know, thanks thanks to government largesse. I mean that, that's that's what I'm talking about. Is is it's that kind of stuff that where they they modify the tax code. They there's still a tax. There's still a tax that theoretically gets collected. It's just that um, uh, you know they, they keep finding ways to lower your taxable income, and all you have to do is be astute enough to take advantage of it. Well, if you I mean there's people <clears throat> look at these numbers, and we do this once in a while. We don't have time to do it this morning. Plus, nobody wants to do this on a Friday morning, but. I'll just say briefly that people look at these taxes and everybody looks at matter of fact they had a few geniuses on uh, CNBC last week talking about all the people who don't pay taxes don't pay income taxes um, and then but the they, they want you and me and Matt to believe that there's people that don't pay quote taxes which is so totally ignorant that it can't go there if, if <clears throat> for instance if you have a a guy, not that anybody does this, you have a guy that sh- say shovels your snow, cuts your grass, and uh, most people would just pay, say you paid a guy 
$1,000 over the year, you're not going to think anything of it, right? Because the guy's obviously not, not doing so hot. Now, he's not going to be paying any federal income tax. I mean, we get that, even if even if he were to declare $1,000 you gave him. But his payroll tax, they're going to want 150 bucks. They're going to want, as an outside contractor, they're going to want 150 bucks. So his, his effective tax rate is 15%, which is almost <laughs> the 21% of the corporations, right? This is starting out, and he's, and he's probably some homeless dude, right, or dudette or whoever the hell's doing it. And if, but if you want to deduct that, and you're, and you're, you know, if you just give money your own personal stuff, nobody's going to catch you, I don't think. But if, uh, if you actually deducted that, like if I, if, I, if I did that and paid somebody out of like stocks and jacks, I'm going to have to declare for the guy. And, he, and they're going to come after him for 150 bucks. Yet we have, we have stupidos on TV saying there's people who don't pay any taxes. I mean, just so you know here, the, 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 uh, I'll, read this, I'll, I'll do it real quick, I promise. Total income tax revenue from everybody, all the rich people, everybody, is $2.5 trillion. The payroll tax is $1.4 trillion, so not that much lower. State tax revenue is $2.2 trillion. It's almost as much as federal income tax, and locals $1.5. So out, so out of the whole mess, it's, uh, let's say, four, six, seven, eight trillion dollars only 2.5 of it is income tax to the federal government. The other 5.5 is, is pretty much totally regressive, right? Kevin, where everybody pays. I guess you could say rich people pay more property taxes. They have a bigger house. But by and large, the, all these people that they talk about that pay, quote, no taxes, they pay taxes out the ass, Kevin. Why, why would somebody say that on national TV? I don't know. Where, um, where in there is my fair share? That's, that's the point. Yeah. That's, that's words that are always used. So where's what's the fair share? Well, if you're paying 15% payroll tax, you're paying the same sales tax as everybody else, you're paying uh, the same taxes for the gasoline, you're paying the same taxes to get your car title and everything else, you're pretty much even across the board whether you make 30000 or you make $30 million, correct? Yep. And only when you get to the federal income tax is it progressive. And that's, that's one fifth of the total so to say people don't pay tax I think is uh, disparaging to be honest with you well it's, and it's inaccurate yeah. I mean that's the point and you know I've seen you know I don't I don't watch that much punditry on TV but I have seen people who, who are very specific about saying federal income tax and I've seen others who are not right some I just kind of hey, lost we have it just over. enough time to yep. highlight the uh, the White Sox stupid play of the week. Cause oh, what they do now? One every week. So how how about this? In their one 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 run uh, one run loss uh, on on Wednesday, um, they first of all they they lost because they went into the bottom of the ninth with a one run lead and the. Uh, and the pitcher walked the bases full before giving up a hit. First three batters, walk, walk, walk. Um, just really Was he at least walk. three and two, or was it was it like 12 balls in a row? I, I don't know because I wasn't watching. I just know what happened. But but it's it's really uh, uh, Leury Garcia getting picked off of third base by the catcher, and the catcher didn't come up firing. He, he threw down the third base because he noticed that Garcia had strayed off the base. Um and uh, so he, he got picked off of third.
ended the inning. And to make it that much worse, it was ball four to the batter. you got to be kidding me. Nope, I am not kidding you. I, am, I don't I think I've ever seen that before. You. And they do this, they do something like this every week. Well, well they're just the dumbest baseball team going. That's why they're a 500 team with, with a lot of talent. There's probably six or seven games that you and I can even remember, and I'm going to watch them all, that they that they lost through a stupid base running play. And that would, that would put them three games in front of the, of the league, of the division. Yeah, it would. It would. Hey, uh, they 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 run themselves. They've run themselves into third place from first place. Hey, despite uh, real quick, because then we got a dash here. Uh, despite what uh, Janet Yellen and the rest of these people are telling you about how flush the consumer is, in the last, I do this like maybe once a week. I go to the savings per family. It's now down under nine thousand, Kevin. It was ninety two hundred two weeks ago. It's another wow. four hundred hours. Out of how many families are there? Eighty eighty million. Times four hundred bucks. That's a lot of dough to be out of, out of the savings accounts. This is just, this is draining draining right out here. Does anybody think this inflation isn't bothering people? I mean, just look at that number. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. But 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 you know that anyway. You know that from what yeah. Walmart did. Yeah. Because that's you know they, because their customers their customers are, have stopped making discretionary uh, uh, purchases, and so you know that's just going to keep crawling up the food chain. Um, and and Walmart is you know is what remains of the middle class. It's lower class. It's you know it's everybody who who wants that less expensive basket of groceries. But now if you're not if you're not buying uh, um, shorts or the extra pair of jeans or whatever it is that you think you need uh, at Walmart, uh, what what makes you think that that's not happening at um, at J.C. Penney's? Um, you know, and and uh, and or Coles even, or you know, stores like that. What makes you think that's not happening at Meyer? Of course it is. So any place that sells all that kind of stuff, um, and and it's got sh- it's got to start showing up in Amazon too. I would think so. Kevin, take care of yourself. Talk to you next week. Have a nice weekend. SP Futures up twenty six. Nasdaq Futures up one twenty three. Right back, Mr. Carl Denninger. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer, could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time to gain for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI Pro Direct. Cheap prices, along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. 
Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Hello, Hope Eggs, Tyson Jacks. I'm Tim Al. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up 26. NASDAQ Futures up 122. Carl, are you with us? I'm at Sultan here. How are you? All right. I just uh, read a Quora Digest thing about Casablanca. And uh, they said that the thing was a, wasn't even finished as a, as a play in New York. And people didn't even think it was going to be like any good until the director got going. They said it probably in all of, all of moviedom that every single actor knock it out of the park with the intensity of, of the acting in the entire in the entire movie and it just in the well, you know, essentially took but over that, but that's the, the history of those sorts of things is that I mean you can take you can take a storyline that's uh, you know that if you if you read it it's kind of blah right yeah and and then you get some people that just you know they bring their egg game yeah <laughs> You know what they they uh, Matt's never seen it, but uh, one of these days maybe we'll have, we'll have a Casablanca party. But um, they said one of the most the most poignant shot in the whole movie. And I, you know what I had forgotten it, but they had uh, when they when they showed it to me. I, you know I almost had to agree. They said the most poignant shot in the whole movie. Which would you say it was? Oh, I don't know. Go go ahead, lay it on me. The uh, when when the. The uh, what's his name Stasser is in the bar and he makes the, he tells the band to play the uh, the German whatever it was fight song <laughs> for lack of a better term and then uh, uh, they wanted to play uh, Viva La France or whatever and uh, so Rick gave the the nod they could go ahead and play it to piss off the Germans well his the girlfriend that he he dumped now that what's her name is back in town right the look on her face the tears streaming out of her, her eyes. And her singing the song as, as loud as she could. They said that is one of the most poignant shots ever by any actress, ever. Well, I mean, uh, you sold me. It's on the list for this weekend. Well, you know, you know, he, you know, what he, the, the, the story when Rick gave that the, the, the nod to the band, he was already done for the day across the street in the bar, half schnackered, and they came and got him. And all he did was come in and basically gave the nod to the band and went back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I guess if you got Funny t- how that works sometimes, right? If you got talent, I guess you got you got, you got talent. I, I guess, yeah. I, you know, um, you were talking in, there in the first hour about the the you know this this so called uh, competition act.
Act and the Inflation, you know, the Inflation Slayer Act that they're now, you know, discussing and and, and the stupidity of this. Right? And I mean, that you'd actually name a law that in that is first off, we're going to spend money, and then we claim we're going to reclaim it by taxation, which, by the way, historically never happens. Right. You, you know that as well as I do. Right? It's the reason that you know that you brought that up, right? Yep. Is that the history of this? And, and by the way, this goes all the way back. Do, do you remember Reagan and Tipper Gore? Uh, I do remember. What happened with him? Well, I do remember Reagan with the big tax reduction act that everybody forgets, especially the people on the right. It wasn't a year and a half later they had to pass a huge tax increase because they couldn't believe what the budget was starting to look like, right? Well, no. So, so Reagan Reagan made a deal with Tipper that he would get two dollars in spending reductions for every dollar in tax incre- uh, tax cut. Okay, and this was, you know, this was what he presented, and this was the basis of those tax changes. That was the entire premise for it. So he got the tax reductions immediately. He got the, he, that, that happened, that passed. Yep. The spending cuts never passed. They were, they were never even introduced. Okay, so, so Tipper just basically, you know, he, he flat out lied. Essential. I mean, yeah. Well, what else is new, right? They're politicians; they lie all the time. Uh, it's part of the game. So, but this this is the folly of the way that we do government in the United States: is that nobody ever holds these people accountable. There is never there is never a popular uprising that says you will stop this or else. And the or else has to be meaningful. It can't be. It can't be. Well, you know, we're, we're going to go vote you out of office next. You know, next time around. Because the thing is, that is, a, you know, just look at what you were talking about very early on. Is that God? We may end up with Trump v. You know, v. Biden in another couple of years, right? Running again. Um, you you got to be kidding me. This is the this is the best bench that the you know that the two parties can present. By the way, there is there is an organizational effort underway right now. Um, which do, do you got to wonder if we've, if we've got a wig game going on here because there's an organizational effort underway to stand up a another political party. Okay, I mean, you know, we have a bunch of minority parties. We have the Libertarians. I, I was involved with them for a while. Of course, you have the Greens. You have, you know, a couple of others. Uh, Perot tried to begat one, and that, that didn't go anywhere. Um, this this may or may not actually turn into something, but there is a group trying to do this. And throughout history, what is what has happened is that when it actually starts to go somewhere, one of the two existing parties gets destroyed. Okay, so you still end up with two, but one of the existing ones gets gets destroyed, and you know and the, the others the, you know, the other one survives. Uh, so there is an attempt to do this, but one the the. The scam level on this, though, is ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And the thing with the chips, uh, although I will, ad- I, I will agree that in that business, simply because of the scale and the amount of money that's necessary to truly get involved in it at, at mass scale for the higher complexity stuff, that you may, in fact, have almost a natural monopoly kind of situation simply because of, of the size that's required in order to play in the game. Um, but I, 
this this sort of thing has has permeated everything within our economy for so long. Um, I was sent a couple of days ago from a friend of mine who has uh, has a bunch of chronic health problems that the doctors cannot figure out. So they have absolutely no idea what the blankety blank is going on with her. And, and I've known her for a very, very long time, since she was a teenager. Um, and, and you know, all kinds of weird stuff. Like just like weird things. So anyway, she was doing some research on something else related to, you know, trying to alleviate what's going on with her. And she came across this paper and sent it to me. And I looked at it, and my jaw hit the floor. Um, there was a hospital in North Carolina very early on in COVID that was basically taking palliative transfers. So they were, they were because they needed the beds in the other hospitals. So these were people that they were done. Uh, they were going to die. The, the medical system had given up on them. Most of them were on vents. They, they found a protocol that saved 85% of those people. Wow. How they do that? What would they do? It's a, uh, it's a drug called hydroxyurea that's used for sickle cell anemia, and it worked. It saved 85% of them. The CDC, the NIH, uh, and Health and Human Services, if you remember from the very early days of COVID, was requiring weekly reports from every hospital in the United States on admissions, discharges, and, you know, and, and basically outcomes. Okay, this is where the data sets that we all you know, that I worked through for two years, tracking you know, county by county and our 89% our slaughter rate the last six months of 2021 here in our county hospital. Um, these guys broke people who were critically ill and were going to die. That The doctors had given up on them. They tried everything that there was in the supposed official protocols. They took them 85% of the time. Not only did those people survive, they had no, uh, they had no residual bad effects absent what they had started with. Now, now of course, you know, these were they, they were in pretty bad shape to start how, with. How they even know why to, they got hammered so hard. How did they even know to, to try that drug? Were they just like trying everything and this one worked? Um, some, you know, whoever came up with that was a genius, okay? But here's, here's an important point, Chief. If you had, if you took people in palliative care that, you know, cancer, whatever, if you saved 10% of those people, you'd be considered a god. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? These folks saved 85%. And not only was there no notice of this, I had missed this paper. I, I, I didn't see it when it originally published. I mean, I've, I've got a library here, probably about 1,000 of these medical papers that I've read over the last couple of years on this stuff. This is one that just, I don't know how I missed it, but I did. She sent this to me, and I looked at it, and I said, so, so basically what we're saying here is that of those people who went down the, the rabbit hole and ended up in the, you know, the nasty progression, uh, maybe your kidneys got destroyed by remdesivir, you ended up on a vent, you know, whatever, the, the, the virus was just terrible in you, um, 85% of the time you should not have died. And the CDC and Health and Human Services knew that this hospital was saving 85% of these people, and nobody went into this, nobody looked at it, nobody got this protocol out there into general circulation. The drug is cheap. It's about 25 bucks for 60 capsules. It's off-patent. There's nothing special about it. It's, it's kind of dangerous. It's used in sickle cell disease normally. So, I mean, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be popping this stuff for fun and games as a, as a prophylaxis or, you know, for mild, you know, if you get a flu, you wouldn't take it. But, 
uh, for God's sakes, how many how many of the nearly million people that we we credited against this virus, eight hundred fifty thousand of them should not have died. So, um, are we thinking? And I was I don't know why I dig into stuff like this because uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with what you're. So I'm thinking that somebody there or somebody's uh, also might have had some sickle cell, and they gave them this for that and found out it worked for the COVID as well. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they got to the, you know, how how they came up with the idea. Hey, let's try this. Okay, yeah. but the <laughs> you think about the corruption of what's going on there. If this becomes, you know, because this goes all the way back. They started doing this April of 2020 was when the first the first discovery of this happened. It was the very beginning of this pandemic. If that had gotten into wide circulation, this would have been, COVID, for those people who ended up in the hospital, would have been nothing other than a flu that required a four or five day course of treatment and you're, you're done go home. But how does how do the the medical community is pretty close close quartered? How how did the how did the knowledge not spread from this little hospital to Duke University Hospital to Newton University of North Carolina? I mean, these doctors all know each other. I mean, uh, do, what makes you think it didn't and it wasn't intentionally suppressed? Well, but what, I mean, you, what makes you think that they weren't literally bribed by Health and Human Services to stick people on vents when we know they were because there were explicit payments? Yeah. Okay, and, and you're telling me that this doesn't go out all the time I, I, within every single area of the economy? Of course it does. I don't. I don't. You know, I, I would say that if I if I had to write an autobiography, Carl, I the uh, the reason why I'm not. A gazillionaire, you know, we've done well. A gazillionaire is because of my my upbringing and my background. I could never do something like that, and yet, the older the older I get, it seems like other people do. They, they have any morals whatsoever. When you start talking about telling somebody, you know, your tires are going to last fifty thousand miles when you know they're only going to last forty eight, yeah, you know, that's I could pot. <laughs> You could, you could probably get me on board for something like that. When people's lives are at stake, who the hell are these people, Carl? I mean, I, you never, know, I don't know, but this is this is. It goes back to what I've ta- what I've been talking about for you know since I started writing my column. Okay, you had when when we had the the so called great financial crisis, you had people in the major banks that were selling off securities, sliced and diced, you know, stuff. To people saying, "Oh, this is a great investment. It's you know, we, we, our models say everything's fantastic." Five minutes later, the guy's in an email conversation with one of his one of his other people in his office, calling it vomit. Yeah. Okay. And this and this was not. This isn't speculation. This ended up in lawsuits and in the record officially. People's official communications were subpoenaed, and it was proved that this was in fact the case. So you know the idea. That that this this would never reach into the medical oh, uh, the blankety blanket wouldn't okay it most certainly has the same thing happened in the 1980s in the late 70s early 80s with AIDS uh, we knew in the late 1970s that Bactrim which is a cheap off patent combination of two antibiotics it was a a effective prophylaxis against PCP a form of pneumonia 
We knew that because we discovered it about five years earlier. It was one of the things that was killing leukemia patients because their immune system was destroyed by the, the chemotherapy they were taking. They'd get this pneumonia, and it would kill them in the middle of trying to cure the leukemia. So we figured this out. Well, of course, if you have AIDS, your immune system is these people were getting the same pneumonia and it was killing them so we we knew that this would work the fda with dr fauci's explicit urging blackballed bactrim use in aids patients well i, I just i i let me put it this way only a brokerage firm for as long as we have i would guess that if you had a uh, a camera and a microphone somewhere in here someplace along the line one of our clients would call up, who does let them say their own investing, and wants to buy 500 shares of uh, Matt Byrne Inc. And you and you say something like, "Gee, Matt Byrne just got out of the penitentiary a month ago. You sure, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 know, you, you, you sure you want this? This I won't say crap. This stock. Oh yeah, man. I just talked to my neighbor and it's going straight up. Just buy it for me. I did, I did pay the offer. Well, of course you do that for somebody, right? Well, if I put the phone down, I'm liable to say, "Why does the guy want this crap?" But yeah. but, but the fact is that I'm still not talking about somebody's health here. Oh, I know, and you know, and, and here's the thing: is that I mean, I I get it that to some extent greed drives everything, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's when I set up my company, I didn't do it because I was feeling like being a nice guy, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I did it because I was trying to get wealthy. And was and I mean yes, I was also trying to provide a service and a you know and a product that people wanted to buy. Um, duh, that's the name of the game. But that you know my my motive was not altruism. My motive was to make money. And and anybody who you know who tries to argue otherwise, you're smoking something. You, I mean the the motive is to make money. But there is a point at which the motive to make money becomes the only thing that matters. Boy, when it it crosses over into hurting people. I can't go there. That's probably why I'm not. Well, and that's, and, I mean, that's the thing. Is, I mean, I look at this and I say, you know, okay, so maybe, you know, so there's one little guy. But see, that's the thing about all new stuff, okay? Everything's new. Somebody figures it out. And the whole point of the scientific process and data sharing and, and, and the purpose of having a health and human services and a CDC to gather all this information to say, is to find those people and figure out, okay, there's there's 10,000 hospitals across this country. This one over here, nobody's dying, and all the rest of them, everyone's dying. What's this guy doing? Well, that's, if you assume these people, A, are showing up for work, B, are doing something all day other than going to lunch, why would you ever assume that? Government employees. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, though, is that if, if, if you get so corrupt to the point that the only thing that's left is that i got to make my salary... And then, just look at what, what came out just a few days ago. It was reported in the mainstream media, is that you've got people all over the FDA who know that this entire thing is corrupt, and, and they have said on the record, I just have to make it to my pension, to my retirement, so I don't lose my pension. Well, sure. Okay, so they know that people are getting screwed, and they don't care. No. And these are people that are supposedly the regulators. Well, I mean, look at the the city police departments. Look at look at everything around you. I mean, they're not, they don't care about any of this. See, stuff. I, I know, I know. You know, I mean, we just had a we just had a minor little situation here. Okay, in in our county, we had a big rainstorm. It it flooded the intakes of the water plant. 
which cause the system to lose pressure, and so there's a boil water order, okay? Kind of normal kind of thing that does happen every now and then. All right, so the, the county sends out one of those emergency broadcast things to everyone's phone and says, here's where the information is at this link. Well, their infrastructure is incapable of handling the fact that they just told 100,000 citizens that live here, plus all the tourists that are here at this time of year, to go look at this one little page on the county's web server, which, by the way, was probably built for about you know 2% of that much traffic, right? So everybody hits it. There's You can't get, literally, for 12 hours, all I knew was there was a boil water order. I had no idea what had happened. Neither did anybody else. Now, for me, I don't really care. I mean, I got beer in the fridge. Never mind, you know, the, the, you know I could certainly boil the water. But how about for the restaurant owner who's trying to figure out how he manages to operate today? Right. Okay? Now, here's the punchline on this. I, I start raising the stink about this fact that, that, you know, we've got a county here. We can't manage to stand up a web page on one of the, the cloud providers in 15 minutes. Um, oh, by the way, you could have called me, you know, the guys over in the mayor's office could have called me in about, in, you know, in under an hour's worth of contract time, I could have taken care of this and everybody would have known what was going on. You, you people are effing idiots. I don't know why anybody's making any money and why anyone's getting a salary and isn't all fired. So what I find out from this, from this back and forth with a couple of people who engage me on this, is that the county is has outsourced all of this stuff to a group of people that do this stuff for the state and the different counties and things like this. All right, that sounds fine, except for one problem. About a year and a half ago, some nut job took an RV, filled it full of explosives, parked it on top of a manhole cover in Nashville, and blew it up. Cut the power and data feeds into a carrier hotel in downtown Nashville, which blanked out the E911 service over about half the state. Well, I remember that, yeah. Right. Now, here's the thing. That contract, because that's a life-critical function, is supposed to include physical redundancy. There should have been no single-point failures anywhere within that system. There should have been another switch somewhere else in another town. There should have been you know, redundant entrance for the fiber, whatever. Are you going to blow up the things that get blown up? Well, of course. But everything else should have been fine. No, that's not what happened. Who went to jail? Because the people who let that contract and the people who provided that service, whoever they were, made a bunch of money by not meeting the specifications for a life-critical function. Carl, it's, it's, it's all... It's, I, don't, I don't get what the, why people don't want to do their jobs. I don't think they're told to. I don't, I don't, I don't, this whole planet Earth right now, I'm having, I'm having trouble with spending a whole kind of money and call it an anti-inflation bill. I'm having, saying they're going to get it back on corporate taxes when the bill is more than all the corporate taxes paid today. I mean, right. do they expect people to, do they expect us to be that stupid? I guess maybe they, and maybe we are collectively. I, you know, obviously we're not doing anything about it. We, we, we don't, we, if there's a third party, I actually, uh, we got a couple minutes for a break, but after the break, I have some very serious questions for you. I mean, what the hell the Fed's doing? Uh, I mean, maybe you can tell me, uh, because I sure as hell can't find it. Uh, the um, what was I saying? The kind uh, of forget my train of thought. So I'm jumping over to the Fed stuff, but the, you know, just just the idea that um, that we 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 don't have a population that's going to look up debtclock.org and say, "Wow, they're going to get 370." billion dollars in corporate taxes when 
the total corporate taxes right now is three ninety. I mean, really? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, how does that? But <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I don't care. I don't care who you are. I mean, and, and I. But the question uh, before break, you had your firm. You were successful, and you fortunately, I'm going to say fortunately, sold it. I don't know maybe whether you think that or not. But seeing the way these bills are coming out, and they're pretty much naming everybody in every industry and giving everybody. Do you think you could do that today without having your name in one of these bills one of these days? No, and, and you know, one of the things, there were pieces of this that were going on even, you know, back when I, when I was running MCS, we, we had, uh, <laughs> we, we caught some folks doing things that if, you know, if, if you and I would have done it, uh, we probably would have ended up under arrest. And, and there, you know, in some cases we were able to step on others, but we weren't, even though there was supposedly a regulatory process to take care of it, we weren't able to get anything done about it. And, and, I mean, that was, there was some serious disadvantage that came from this. And, and yet, at the, at the same time, today, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a hundred times worse. I'd be out of my mind to try to set up something like that today. I'd be crazy. Well, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's pretty scary when it gets there. SP Futures up 23. As I fears up 114, be right back, Stacks and Jacks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading options ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities Luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer, could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, 
low interest rates, and a good inventory make adding bricks-and-mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. I like you. Do you like me? Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here. Lower North Bay Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Holland, Smith, Burn on the board. SP Futures up 17. We've leaked down a little bit, but still positive. As the Futures up 90. We've got Apple up 372 on there. Uh, they seem impervious to anything. Just, just raise the prices. Amazon's up 13. Uh, it's up 10%. Uh, they, again, the higher, the higher you are on the list, the seemingly the more impervious you are to these price problems. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll change someday. Maybe not. Dow Futures only up 46 because uh, we got Intel. Uh, whack whack down 458. That's over 11 percent. The earnings not so good. So, ship companies that should be making all this money, uh, somehow aren't, and it's very very bizarre. Maybe Carl can opine on that in a bit. Over in Asia, we got the Nikkei down third. Big difference in Asia and Europe. Nikkei down 13. Uh, call that flat. Shanghai down 29. That's 0.9 percent. Hang Seng down 466. 2.3. Again, pushing down near this 20,000 uh, level. 20,156. Tech stocks under pressure. No tech stacks here are up. Over in Europe, the other way, we're going up. Uh, DAX up 164, 1.2%. FTSE up 41.6%. CAC around up 100, 1.6. So those guys are, are catching up with us yesterday afternoon, I guess, but uh, Asia going the other way. Uh, yesterday, big rally, Dow up 332, SP up 48, NASDAQ up 130. And we're actually above, uh, we were above 4,100 in the uh, SP futures, but now we're down to. 4,088. Um, it's leaking here a little bit. Uh, bonds uh, down up three basis points, but 2.71. The bond up 10 basis points, but still only 0.90. That's how we ask Carl about this in a second. Uh, Japan down one basis point, 0.18. They haven't been below 0.20 in months, but now they are. Uh, oil up a buck 61, 98.03. Rent up 206, 109.20. Natural gas up 17, 831. Arab up nine cents, 356. Uh, we have gold. She had a nice move yesterday, up another nine dollars today, seventeen fifty nine. Still a long way from like nineteen hundred or two thousand, but uh, at least creeping up some. Uh, silver up twelve cents, nineteen nineteen ninety nine, almost twenty dollars. Copper up three cents, three fifty. We've got uh, Bitcoin, which was up earlier above twenty four thousand, is now down two fifty, twenty three thousand five forty eight. And we have the dollar versus the euro. Is actually uh, the euro is down, so the dollar is a little stronger. A little bit ago, it was the other way around. Matt, what do you got for us, Traffic Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. Currently 7.35 a.m. on Friday, July 29th, 2022. Let's get you into sports real quick. The MLB yesterday, Cubs at San Francisco lose to Giants 2-4. to Tonight, Diamondbacks versus Braves at 6.20. White Sox home with Oakland Athletics at 7.10. And Cubs back again with the San Francisco Giants at 9.15. Worth noting, next week, uh, NFL preseason starts. Next Thursday, August 4th, with the Jackson Jaguars and Vegas Raiders. Now for weather in Chicago, currently sunny skies, humidity at 79%, uh, 65 degrees is the current uh, temperature, high of 82, and a low of 63. 
In Phoenix, rain showers currently. Uh, current temperature is 82 degrees, a high of 96, and a low of 81. Keep in mind that aerial flood watch has been extended uh, in the uh, metro Phoenix area. It remains in effect until 6.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now for traffic in Chicago. Uh, traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between 17th Avenue to downtown. Traffic westbound on the Eisenhower between Central Avenue to 1st Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Kennedy between Lawrence Avenue and North Avondale Avenue. Traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 and South Kedzie Avenue. And finally, heavy traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between South LaSalle Street to the Jane Byrne Interchange downtown. So we got, Chief. Back to you. Um, we have all kinds of numbers coming out here. We have the, the uh, PCE uh, number is, uh, what, 6%? Year? And we had uh, um, Carl's buddy, Mr. Powell, talking yesterday about the uh, the PCE is the preferred. Uh, Carl, how can anything that says inflation year over year is six percent be a preferred gauge for any moron? So I just ask him. Oh Lord, you know, I I, you know, I looked through that the, the preliminary uh, you know GDP report yesterday morning. Didn't bother doing a full article on it. The uh, there's there's this there's this cherry picking thing. I mean, part of part of you know it goes back to what we were talking about in the first you know in the first segment, which is nobody cares about the facts. Nobody cares about what people actually experience on the ground as you know as ordinary consumers as ordinary people. Um, you have a a bunch of academics who look at things and say, well, you know, our our model says that this is you know, this is what it is. Um, and they all know they're full of it because they all go and, and you know, they go to the grocery store, they all put gas in the car, right? <laughs> so they all know they're crazy. Um, I, I mean, just as one example, we do, I just I just got my power bill for the last month, uh, and, and despite all the screaming about how we're all going to boil to death because global climate change has, you know, has made for the the most ridiculously hot weather in the history of the planet. Um, the power company gives me this nice little graph every month that tells me how many kilowatt hours I used this month versus how many I used a year ago. In the in the same same month, July comes the same you know in the same month every year, right? So my actual consumption this month is down about fifteen percent from last year. Now there isn't any difference between the 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 house this year and the house last year, the same air conditioner. I haven't replaced the air conditioner or anything like this. It's, just, it's the same thing. Um, my equipment, my monitoring equipment, which is pretty um, pretty sophisticated and keeps a lot of very detailed data, um, says that in actuality the average temperature here is, is down a couple of degrees, which explains this. In other words, my AC unit didn't run as much. But what did go up, otherwise I would have, my bill would have been smaller, and it's not, is uh, the power bill cost of power is up twenty percent? I was going to wonder if maybe you ratchet up the degrees a few when you go to the bar. And well, the computer does that by itself. It oh. knows the, the the software that runs my house knows there's nobody here, and and yeah, and, and lets the you know lets the temperature in the house drift up a little bit. I wouldn't want any computer knowing what I was doing. Just, just saying. Well, I, mine stays here within the house, and nobody, you know, but I'll tell you what, I would never put any of that garbage that, you know, the nests or whatever, 
you know the junk that is sold by you know by the various companies because I know all too well what they all do with that and uh, you know I've written a bunch of articles about that talked about that a lot over the last decade and nobody nobody wants to hear it but I'll tell you what anybody that believes that these social media companies and these other big conglomerates anyone that, that fails to understand that if you think that they're that they're just simply selling advertising and therefore when you know when Facebook for example says that their average revenue per user is $25 in the United States if you think somehow that the impact on that is you know is a couple of beers for you at the bar um, you're out of your effing mind because everyone that has ever run a business knows that whatever you spend on advertising you have to basically take the inverse of your gross operating margin and that's how much you have to make off the advertising otherwise you're just burning hundred dollar bills in the front lawn um, I have two, two serious questions that I have to get to for you but I also want to ask you some crazy conspiratory question first of all we're I've looked. I cannot. I cannot find this PCE in any kind of a detail. Like I get the CPI. Where does this thing come from? So I can at least pick it apart. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, where where they get it, I don't know. Okay. I mean, how if I can't find a definition sufficient for me to reconstruct the data set. Well, I mean, I would think that if I just found the right spot, which I assume you could, there would be something somewhere that shows the PCE, just like the CPI, and how much they got in this area, and how much this is up, and that's up. Oh, no, the, C- the CPI at least has a very, yeah. very finely grained detailed table behind it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, th- this one does not. Well, but anybody who thinks... Well, well, okay, let's put it this way, Chief. Yes, it does. It's just not where you can find it. Okay, well, I mean, it probably does someplace. Well, I'm sure it does. Yeah. All right, I got a, a real conspiratorial. This and I, the listeners are going to hear this, and they're saying this for sure. This guy's nuts. Um, last week, uh, we had our little uh, our little uh, uh, caucus, shall we say, outside over at the series on a beautiful day. And uh, there's like there's like six of us that hang once in a while. Guys from a uh, different couple of attorneys, a couple of guys that work for uh, OCC and CBU. Anyway, it's a good group. Well, one yeah. of the guys, one of the guys. Uh, is into this cannabis stuff, right? And they, they he sold the place, and now he's uh, looking to get he's looking to buy another one. You know, I'm, I'm not I don't, I would, I'm not investing, so I'm not saying anybody should or shouldn't. Uh, but it's in another town, okay? Okay. Now, and so nobody at the table knew where the town was. I've been there a bunch of times because it's a it's in Michigan. It's you know it's a place where there's a uh, you know they boats stop there if they're driving around the lake, that kind of thing. So, but I've been there for a couple of festivals, and so nobody. So I kick it up on my. I never, I very seldom use my phone for other than using a phone. But this time I kick up the map and I go, "Here's where the place is." Well, I, I start to shrink the map down, crowd, and I will say this unequivocally: I've never been to one of these cannabis places, and I don't plan to ever go. I've never searched for one. I've never. I mean, my phone doesn't even know that they exist. And sure enough, on this map, you know, when you, when you start scrunching the map down, like you get a McDonald's will pop up or some. So right. it's kind of the first four things that pop up are the cannabis stuff in that town. Yeah. Now, did this something jump from this guy's phone to mine or something? Um, you know exactly how that correlation. I mean, this, that's that's one of the it's one of those schemes. Okay. 
exactly how all these these correlations get set within these companies is, uh, of course, one of the most closely guarded secret. The problem with it is that where that data goes after it jumps is also one of their most closely guarded secrets. Was it listening to the conversation? Um, entirely possible. There are there are a number of applications that have been caught doing that. Uh, there are also ones that have been caught data mining uh, in ways that are ridiculously inappropriate. Gas Buddy was one of them that was caught a number of years ago. They now have this great big disclaimer screen that comes up every time you open the app. Um, probably because somebody decided to try to go after them uh, with just cause. And uh, these guys are sneaky. They are, they are, uh, one of the things that Gas Buddy was doing was actually scanning for Bluetooth devices. Now, um, exactly how that became useful to them, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand why it would, unless somebody had been paying people to stick beacons, basically you know, coin cell size transmitters in different places that the device could then pick up, which is certainly possible. It, it goes back to when, you know, when I worked for uh, the, the place called Video Cart that was trying to do grocery shopping cart handles, the cart had to know where it was in the store in order to function, and so there were infrared triggers that were strung from the ceiling, but they were, you know, they were big. They were the size of a, you know, a, like a, a, one of those D-cell mag-like flashlight kind of things because they had to have batteries in them in order to run the, you know, the little infrared thing for a long period of time, and, and there were a bunch of them, and you didn't want to be going around changing the batteries every two weeks, right? Yeah. Um, Does it freak you nowadays, out? you can do that with, with a Bluetooth beacon, and the, and the thing's the size of a couple of quarters. Um, does it still freak you out when you go to the Myers or someplace and you see the robot buzzing by? I'm going, <laughs> I just, I can't get used to that. I just, just saying. Yeah, it's just there's. I mean, part of the you know the problem with all of this stuff that's going on with social media and, and everything else is that all of it's undisclosed. But I assure you that you, as a person, if you're on Facebook and you're the average schlub on Facebook, you're getting screwed out of a thousand dollars a year. You don't see it. But I, I assure you, you're getting screwed out of a thousand a year. I don't, I, I don't know if it's on your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance, your, you know, on, on some other stuff you buy from Amazon or from somebody. But I guarantee you, it's happening because if it wasn't, they wouldn't make any money. Well, speaking of insurance, I mean, one of the things that nobody talks about. I was reading the other day. Actually, a listener sent it to me. Uh, Allstate raised their auto rates twelve percent at the beginning of the year. They just umped them another sixteen. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's not a surprise because the so so you got a couple of things that are going on. You know, all these guys have been playing this game. You know, you and I talked about this. Where in a declining rate environment, you can play all sorts of financial games and goose your goose your output, and it and boy oh boy, are you a god and you didn't actually do anything good. Well, guess what? That doesn't work anymore once rates start stop going down. What the- and what is an insurance company at its core? It's it, it buys laddered instruments. And that's you know that has to do that because they're state regulated. They have to have reserves in order to be able to pay the claims. All right, I got a uh, real quick question. Then I definitely got another topic. Um, if you go, my nephew was looking. They, did, they didn't do it, but uh, wife, uh, teacher, terrific lady, um, has a car that's you know whatever. It's, it's to me it looks to me it looks new compared to my stuff I drive. But uh, anyway. They, it's got you know she drives every day and she was like looking for a new one. I think she's got a uh, Honda maybe one of their SUVs, and they love it. So they, they went to Honda and were looking for another one. 
these things are like forty-five grand, Carl. For you know, it's which is a little heavy to start with. And I'm thinking, yeah. uh, you know, normal price would be what forty, thirty-nine. I don't know how much they come off on a. Well, they want four thousand over list. And I said, "Oh, that's crazy." Yeah, I said, "Hey, you can't. I don't, I don't know if you can do that." And he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, before you do it, do me a favor, because you know nobody wants to listen to our uncle, right? You grumpy old dude." Uh, I said, "Before you do it, call your insurance guy." And say, yeah, find out how much. What's what's the insurance on this? Yeah, but say, I mean, if all of a sudden you, you drive out of there and somebody carjacks it, are they going to give you the the thirty nine? Are they going to give you the forty four plus four? Right. I mean, you can't be you can't be taking a ten thousand dollar hit in value driving off the lot. Right. Well, and but you know what? But see, here's the thing: if if you think if you think about the the reality of insurance, and we've talked about this before. Because it is a regulated industry, and and the earnings rate is is controlled by the state regulators, you're only allowed to make this much as a gross margin. There's no incentive for them to to improve efficiency because they don't get to keep the money; they, they have to lower their premiums. But the other thing that's even more perverse is that the only way to grow your business is to either have more bad things happen or to have them be more expensive. So the insurance companies love it when the price of cars goes up. I can get that. All right, my my major question for Mr. Denninger this morning, and I cannot, I'm supposed to be this uh, monetarist, find all this stuff, Carl. My heart of hearts, this rally in the, in the market in the last week or so has got to be Fed-driven. And when I see guys get on there and telling you, guys in, and Janet Yellen, who I just I can't even stand to watch, uh, they start telling you how hard they're fighting this inflation, and I see bonds rocketing up every day, and I see the 10-year 10, 10 rate go from, what, 3.7 down to 2.6. And I see the euro go from almost 2 down to 0.8. My, my air, hair stands up on the back of my neck and says, these guys are pouring money into this. They're not taking money out. And yet I can't, right. I can't find it. The, even the month, ago, the month ago, money supply numbers, now again, that's a month, month ago, show it actually decreased a little in June. I don't see it anywhere in the Fed balance sheet, yet I know it's someplace. Is it? Could it possibly be that they're having so much trouble in Europe that we're helping them by buying euro dollars, and that's how the money's entering the system, and that's, that stays off the sheet? So how how are they doing it? Because I know they are. Because there's no way. They I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I will tell you this: the so-called runoff taper that they were supposed to be undertaking, I can't find it. No, but but I'm, I'm looking. I'm seeing. In the last week or two, especially with the, this market doing this, I'm I'm thinking they're adding money. I mean, these bonds bonds don't race up in in an investment. Well, that's in, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm I'm looking. Well, I'll tell you what people are betting on. They're betting that that and this is you know you're seeing you're seeing that flattening of the curve because that I mean that's a recession bet, right? I mean that's what happens. But the other thing that occurs with this that's that I think is a is a, a quite serious issue is that there is a large bet being placed in the equity markets in particular that within the next six months, the Fed is going to not just stop raising rates, they're going to be cutting rates and inflation be damned. Now, I, I, I think that is an insane perspective. However, I have to give, I, I, I have to look at history over the last, you know, over the last 10 years, Every time the market has thrown a fit and had some kind of a temper tantrum, the Fed has done exactly that. Well, this this speech this week is about as dovish 
that I've ever come across. And it, it doesn't surprise me that even though they're supposedly... But are we... I talked about this with Hal the other day, and I somehow I, I'm going to have to find a way to maybe get you and Hal on at the same time to talk about this. Uh, some people being able to borrow a lot less than the inflation rate and how it's it's splitting society absolutely in half, with the half being 1% of the people got half, or more than half, uh, and how it's... But I, I think some people are absolutely loving it. The idea that everybody gets to use your and my money for free, Carl, people people are thinking this is normal and they should get to do that all the time. I don't... Why is that? What is the matter with people? I, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I just see stuff like this, and, and it's, it, it's all part of being able to rig the game. And, you know, the people that can do it, they, they get fabulously wealthy, and all the rest of us get screwed. Well, I've got... I mean, if you were to put... Again, as a money manager, again, you have, you have mixed emotions. I have some clients... You know, my friends, clients have been friends forever, right? And it... And, and they're looking for something to where they can get some kind of return on extra capital. Right. Uh, and IB, I guess at the end of the month, is going to be up to 1.8 they're going to pay, which is better than they have been paying. But um, we found through Dan Janitas, find some of this stuff. We found a, a an 11-month bond, or Dan found it, that we were actually able to get a lot of stuff he finds we can't get. Um, but we did find this one, and it was 4 and a quarter percent for 10 months. Well, that's not terrible. Well, except... It, it, I mean, it is, but it's not. Well, some, that's exactly what I was going to say. inflation still. The guy, let's say the guy's name is Joe. I go, Joe, I, I, I know it's better than we've been able to find. I know we can't find anything better. And I know you got extra cash. And four and a, four and a quarter is better than, than one and a half. I mean, I get that right. part. But still, at the end of 11 months, you're down six. Let's do it. It's better than we can find, but... I can't get, I can't warm up to it, Carl. I just can't. well, you know, it's, it, one of the funny things is that and Treasury Treasury actually gives you a very small way to do it, in that, in that the I bond is boy, that's nice, but you can only do ten grand a year. That's that. That's like the uh, the new uh, what do they used to call them uh, things you went in and bought? You actually well, got the Series E's, yeah. Yeah, they're like the new Series E, right? Right, exactly. Except it's all electronic. But uh, and and there's another there's a way to get a little bit more than that in, in that you can take your tax refund and have it you know have it bought with your tax refund. So you can game it to a, a very small degree. But but the but I mean you know ten thousand dollars a year. The only nice thing about it is of course you do it every year. And and then the other thing is that because of the way that uh, that it works, you don't pay taxes on the. On the increase until you cash them, just like same thing with a Series E bond or a double E nowadays. And you don't pay any uh, state, that, right? The, the taxes are deferred. And you don't pay any state. Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah. But it's you know so I mean see I don't care because I live in a you know a state that doesn't tax that kind of stuff but you know you don't. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's one of those things. So there are you know but only for the, only to a small degree for us for us you know schlubs. Right, the the rest of the but the rest of people are out there. They're able to do the opposite, and uh, I am I am astounded constantly by people that think that Trump was some kind of a, a genius in this regard. Trump said during the campaign he was a king of debt, and and he loved it, and he, he was he told everybody he was going to do this kind of thing to begin with. Well, he set up this you know this situation that we have here. But to be fair to him, 
he was just capitalizing on on what the Federal Reserve and what Congress had been doing over the last twenty years. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. I just I mean I can't. It's hard for me to even. I don't know if it's the education level, if it's it's all people have ever seen. But right now, I've got the TNX, which is the ten year rate at two point seven. Right. Right. So if I would have a client, yeah, two two seven oh one. Yeah. Yeah. If, I'm, if I have a client, I say, "Hey, Mary, give me a million bucks of your money, and I'll put it in a ten year thing." Now I'm not going to charge you know fee for that, obviously. Well, you got to buy the bond, but other than that, uh, that million dollars, if we average, I'm going to say for the next ten years, we're going to average a minimum of eight percent inflation. Say ten. The the million dollars for my client Mary at the end of ten years is going to be worth what three fifty? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a guaranteed loss, and not a little one either. Not a little one either. What? What? Why are people putting up with this? Uh, you know, um, I I don't know, but until the people stop putting up with it. I don't see how it changes. I, at the end of the day, there's 330 million of us. There's, you know, there's 535 of them between the House and the Senate. Uh, those numerical odds don't look so good. And even if they were to marshal every single cop that they could come up with, it would still be 330 to one. Uh, and that assumes that the cops would actually go along with it, considering that they're among the people that are getting screwed. You see, uh, here, here's my my view. On that. <laughs> but my view on that, Carl, is because we've had a couple of people on the show, and we'll have more, I hope. Uh, I see, not just from here, I see some really, really good people go to Congress. And and you have, too, because you backed the guy. And somehow yeah. or another, after one, two, three terms, the good people seem to say, I'm not getting anywhere, and they turn around and walk out. Some, somewhere in there, whether it's four terms, five terms, and I'm not, I'm not talking about term limits, I'm just saying, somewhere, somebody, somebody makes a decision... All right, I'm, I'm all in on, on the money and all the other stuff, and and those people decide they they cross the Rubicon or whatever, whatever the river happens to be. They hop over to the other side, and they like never look back. And regular people just say, "I'm not going to do that," and they leave. So there's this constant, uh, I think, flow of maybe even 200, 225, 230, maybe 300 people that come and go that are are, are trying to do something good, realize they haven't accomplished anything. And they leave, and then the, the, some people just keep staying, and, they, and somehow they're all in with a few companies and a few lobbyist firms running the place. I mean, I, I honestly believe that that's what's happening, and I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't know what you do about that. I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I think it, what it comes down to is, at the end of the day, it's the people's responsibility to learn. And if they don't, then the consequences come. And we as a, as a nation have essentially destroyed financial literacy within the United States. It's not even really, it's, it's not even taught anymore. I mean, go, go find people that are, are high school graduates today who can, who can even balance a checkbook. Okay, yeah. I, Chief, in the 1990s, I couldn't find people who could make change for a 20 in their head. Uh, you can't do that now either. I was in well, the, I know, but I'm saying, I mean, this is terrible. If you think, I, you know, think about the think about the insanity of that, and then at the same time, these people all have the franchise. So, guess what? Whoever promises you something wonderful, you're going to vote for him. Well, it, I was I was in a Chipotle, and the, the computer went down, and I we already had our chow, 
this is back when two burritos were like 13 bucks, which they're way more than that now. And so I gave the guy a 20. Of course, Thomas never paid. So uh, and it was like 12.65 or something. The guy goes like, I can't make change. And I said, well, yeah, you can. There's a 20. There's the drawer's open. So the, then the right. other guy comes over with the calculator. I said, listen, do me a favor. Put the 20 up top so you know it's a 20, and I can't tell you it was a 10 or 50 or something, and count up. He goes, what do you mean? What's well, 12.65. Yep. 35 cents gets you to 13, $2 gets you to 15, $5 gets you to 20. You hand me that. The, the manager looked at me and he goes, How do you know something like that? <laughs> and I. <laughs> Where'd you go to school or something? Yeah, well, yeah I, mean, I, I felt like saying, How do you. How do you Better question, Chief, is how do you not? Well, remember the, the Kung Fu? <laughs> when, 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 uh, the, uh, when the old man says, Can you hear the grasshopper at your feet? And he goes, How can you hear such things? He goes, Why can't you? <laughs> he said, Right. But I mean, I mean, this is not. The, I don't. I don't I mean, it's, we could go into that like forever. But I just think of it as, Carl. I'm still of the of the idea that someday, somewhere, things go back to where they ought to be. Now, maybe I'm ten years late on that. Maybe, maybe we're always going to be. You give your money to the bank for free, and they loan it out for whatever they damn well feel. And maybe, maybe that that having money is no longer a factor of production. You don't get paid. Somebody. Well, if if if, you, if I borrowed money from you or you from me for something, we would have an interest thing in there, obviously, and maybe a, a, a piece of whatever it is one of us is building. I mean, that, that's just normal. How do these other people feel they're going to get away forever? No, I get to use your money for nothing. That's that's just the deal. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how it how it has gotten to where it is today, and I don't understand how it can possibly be maintained. But I I keep being surprised. I am too. I'm stunned. So that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I wake up every day, I, uh, you know, I see another news article like this thing today on the, you know, a mansion is folded and, you know, we're going to have this deal or, you know, reconciliation or whatever. And, and I'm like, you got to be joking. Well, they're not. Hey, real quick, uh, how far are you from that flood? Uh, where, where, where I am, believe me, if, if, if I ever get wet here at this house, uh, then I need an ark, and I'd better have built it in advance. What those guys get, like 10 inches of rain in a short time, or what? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, 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 there's there's a very, the, the weather pattern here is, is rather odd this year, but then again, this area is feast or famine. There's There are plenty of years when it's extraordinarily dry, and then there's others that it just it soaks you every day. I feel, this year, I, this summer, I feel kind of like I live in Florida. You know, every day, there's going to be at least one good rainstorm, and I'm trying to do some work on my daughter's van with the interior and stuff, and so I've got wood outside and, you know, cutting it and fitting it and everything else. Well, that doesn't work so good when all of a sudden a thunderstorm pops up and soaks everything, right? No. All right, bud, take care of yourself. SP Futures now up 14. NASDAQ Futures up 76. Coming back a little. It's still up pretty much across the board. Back on Monday, Stocks and Jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.
there's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f*** are you talking about?